1: Hi, everyone. Welcome again to another special edition of In the Weeds with Jimmy Young. Remember to like, share, and subscribe, not just to In the Weeds with Jimmy Young, but all the programs that we have on the pro-cannabis media platform. That includes Calling All Growers with Liz Grow, our new show that showcases, and talks about everything there is to know about growing the cannabis plant. Joining me today is a guy by the name of Vince Mosca. He's with ATM Pros. He's out of the Arizona area. Uh, Vince, thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you for having me, Jimmy. All right. Here's your big chance. What exactly are ATM Pros? And I'm going to bet it has something to do with ATM machines and cannabis dispensaries.
0: It does. I I was very lucky to be in a room where it happens if any got any Hamilton fans out there and someone just said, hey, we need to get an ATM, but we're not allowed to own it. How do we do that? And it was my job to figure it out while I was working with a company out here about five years ago now. And after I left my consulting gig with them, I thought, I think I can do this for more people and help them get bank accounts. So that's what we did. We grew from two, three dispensaries here in Arizona to nine states. And I, I think we serve about 40 different clients from MSOs to
1: uh, to mom and pops. That's great. And Lord knows you've got, that's pretty much the gambit, right? It's mom and pop and MSOs. It, it's an yeah. amazing thing. Within, you're in Arizona. And I think there's a guy named Dimitri Downing down there. Do you know Dimitri? Yeah. 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 Every. Everybody, that's the name I drop when I meet anybody from Arizona. He's been on our show a couple of times. He's a great character and a great advocate for the cause. Um, as you know, it is not easy to do banking if you are involved with the cannabis community, whether whether you are an ancillary business, an MRB, or a plant touching business. Um, I'm guessing with the ATM pros, you're willing to share it with anybody, right? That's that's we were
0: born out of the necessity of banking. And and what we deliver in the market is the ability for a dispensary to not have even the possibility of their cash ever entering an ATM. They don't own the ATM. The bank doesn't own the ATM. But the way we've been able to kind of put our secret sauce together is it's a third party solution. It's our cash with cash origin. We only work with MRB banks. And because of that, they've allowed us to bring in good actors that we need out there that need banking. So it's a real good first step for clients that are just opening up to say, hey, who do you know in the bank? So usually I can share maybe two or three banks that we know that might fit them based on their size. And, And that's really the relationship we build from that point forward is we'll handle everything on the ATM and here's your banking introduction.
1: Right. And as you know, in the news over the last uh, few months, not only has the Safe Banking Act passed the House for the sixth time and got stalled again in the Senate. Okay, it's I sound like uh, Groundhog Day with that news item. Um, But uh, Visa is starting to, you know, kind of flex their muscles a little bit and say, you know, some of those cannabis companies are using cashless ATMs. We clear we clarified this right off the bat, Vince. You have cash in your ATMs, right?
0: We do, yeah. And I think that's most of my phones. My phone's been hitting a lot more lately. I, normally, I don't get a lot of calls for ATMs. It just, it's one or two. And mostly, you know we know the people out in the markets. But I've been getting a lot of new people popping up saying, hey, my cashless ATM just went down. What's going on? Give it to me straight. Yeah. And for me, anytime that you're not being completely upfront with someone like Visa, there's no way around it. If if you're trying to hide in the weeds with Visa, guess what? They will literally learn the genetics of the weeds and then they will come find you. And that's really what's happening now.
1: Right, and I don't want to deal with Visa. I don't, I don't want to deal with, at this point I'd like to deal with Visa, but I'm not right now. We're kind of in a state of uh, uh, suspended animation right now with with all of our financial stuff. I'm taking checks again which is great, but now I've got a pile of checks that I have to go through the deposits. I really want an electronic option here, Um, but you're not involved with like a credit card for the cannabis industry, right? It's strictly cash access, right?
0: Exactly. So the the way we are able to operate is all of our settlements happen with an MRB bank. Our processor allows us to operate because it's our cash and it's greenlit by the banks that we work with. So Anytime a regulator comes in, they can see the starting balance of our cash and the ending and all the money that goes back and forth. They can see who is receiving uh, a fee share if we're allowed to do a fee share with that banking institution. And everything is in a third party just encased in a bubble. And and that's really what we're seeing that banks want to see. Our biggest clients now are becoming the banks out there that are kind of trying to figure out how they can participate at the state level. And this is a big part of them getting into the into the, the arena.
1: And, and, and I referenced the Safe Banking Act, just out of like complete um, amazement, it, it ends up going to the Senate and passing. What kind of an effect might that have on your business?
0: You know, I've had people ask me that over the years, different companies that potentially are looking to acquire us or kind of roll us up in a bigger deal. But for me, you're still transacting a federally illegal product and even saying that the bank's allowed to do it doesn't really change much for me when I look at it. And now I benefit from it not happening. Don't get me wrong. I just don't think that they de marijuana at the federal level yet. And if they change a banking law to try and fix that, it's a cheat and it'll go to court
1: and I don't think it'll get anywhere, honestly. Uh, So you are still uh, hoping for decriminalization or are you rooting for the status quo?
0: I I feel like this is being like a Red Sox fan before they won one like you you (laughs) want to root for it. But every time you get close, it just breaks your heart. And that's that's where I've been. I I think right now this is a state's rights issue if if there's ever been one. And the federal government right now isn't going to step into that fight, especially with how everything's been going at the federal level these last two years. I, I just don't think there's enough fight in them to do it on either side.
1: Right. Well, and Lord knows we have two distinct sides on this and cannabis is right in the middle of it. And uh, you know, it, there is a third
0: side though that is starting to pop up and that's the green side, because once money turns green for both sides, that's really where you see the tipping point in all the States and they're all having great, great responses from it. So it's just a matter of time.
1: Yeah. It sounds like, in fact, I know it is the battle is the unknown, but now that you have some states that have actually had leg- legal cannabis sales for a number of years, they can at least look at those states as an example and saying, you know, th- are these extra taxes, these extra fees for like security and what are these really necessary since we're tr- trying to treat this like any other business, which is what the industry yeah. wants is to be treated like any other business. Right.
0: That's where we were born from the insurance company that we started last year. It was. These are even safer businesses based on the regulation that they have on them than a, even a traditional liquor store. They have to have cameras in most states. They have to have live circuits that you know the state can pop into if they need to. There's a ton of requirements that are above and beyond, yet the insurance industry hadn't caught up to reward that behavior, and that's why we got into it. Um, it's been a hard, hard industry to be in. It's, it's a lot of old whales, and, and they really own the space, but we we really ran in with the right idea of just treating it normal. Like, yes, this is sticks and bricks, and it's a product that moves through, and it just so happens that the product is a little funny. But yeah. so beyond that, their processes and procedures are very similar. And and we were having a good time with that. Yeah. With the I, by the way,
1: I, I really appreciated the Red Sox reference just for the record, since <laughs> my entire youth. You know, I got disappointed in 1967. I was heartbroken in 1975. In 1986, I was covering that World Series and had to go in the locker room after the ball went through Buckner's legs. So you can imagine why I related to that. Okay. Appreciate that. It's
0: coming. I think we've got another four years before it hits the federal level, but there'll be steps in between. But I think on both sides of the bench, you know, legalese-wise, the states that don't want it won't have it, and they'll fight it hard. And that's all you got. That's right. all there is to
1: And they'll be poorer for it, and put more of that burden on the taxpayers, which doesn't make any sense to me. But then again, who am I? What and I'm worries not in me places.
0: about Washington is right now the people that have been around doing so ready uh, alcohol, uh, prisons, mm-hmm. uh, alcohol prisons, alcohol uh, prisons those people know how to donate in Washington. They've been doing it for over a hundred years and cannabis is a new kid on the block with a lot of the, the bureaucratic stuff and, and trying to do, uh, you know, a lot of ear bending in Washington. They're way, we're way behind.
1: Yeah. So, we actually, we we interview a lot of those lobbyists on a somewhat regular basis on our business, the cannabis show, the green rush on Fridays at 4. p.m. But um, it is an amazingly challenging uh, issue to get both sides to agree that there has to be some middle round here. And you're right. You brought up the green factor uh, that scares a lot of people in the industry because they're already taxed beyond what they feel like they should be uh, just to do business in this space. Uh, but I do think, and I, I do agree with you, I hope to see some kind of reform. We both know that Chuck Schumer has got that uh, bill, the um, advanced, let's see, cannabis uh administration and opportunity act there you go i got it right the third time i did it today Uh, (laughs) (laughs) so that, that we all know that they are trying to do something um to ease the banking burden to ease the injustices of the people that are behind bars for simple possession crimes to this day in legal states i mean that's crazy. It's why, you know, I always say to people when they ask me what's a good investment in the cannabis industry, I say, find a good law firm, because the law firm's going to make out on either side of this issue.
0: And that's, yeah. I think, where the politicians, I've started to kind of understand that they're more bookies. They'll take a bet and they'll take a donation either side of the issue. And I know a lot of them that could take, take people's money and make them think that something's going to happen, but it's more about just taking the money. And I think the, the big money out there knows that, but it's, it's been a long handful of years just waiting for you know, the right federal government to pop around and for people. And honestly, I, I don't know if every state's ready for it, and it's too bad. I mean, the only thing that'll be good for them, though, is, is they're able to sit on the sidelines and, and watch the other states pass or fail or sink or swim, and they can take the best parts of that. So I don't think it's going to hurt them in the long run. But, you know, the, the actual people that make the money before it goes national will be more grassroots mom and pops or, you know, smaller MSOs. Once right. the big dogs can get in and it's not federally, you know, an issue anymore. Walmart, Target, every well, pizza company, like anyone that has any type of Disney, Amazon. I mean, we're all on borrowed time at this point.
1: Right. I know Amazon is going to rule the world, right? I mean, at, at this point, right? Uh, I think that's what we we've learned. Um, I do want to go back to the, uh, the issue of uh, insurance, if you don't mind. I mean, you, did, you said you had some experience in that. In what regard?
0: Uh, so with my ATM contacts, I, I've been very lucky these past five years that I'm the ATM guy. So I'm a little bit like Sam Malone, where I'll get random calls from people and go, hey, we're expanding into Illinois. Do you know anybody there? Do you got banking there, Vents? Who's some good players that we could get introduced to? So I've been making love connections, you know, in different directions for grows, for different products, you know, where you go, hey, who should we talk to to get into the right place for this type of product? And that's been the best part is the people part of these last handful of years, because, you know, yeah, I work with the banks, I work with dispensary owners, But I also help a dispensary owner meet a great cultivation person from, you know, Arizona or California or Ohio, you know, it's it's being able to know the people that that has been the fun part. Right. But on the insurance side, to your point, we started we started the insurance firm so we could have a true insurance person speak to the carriers. Versus the other way around where someone is way into weed and then they get their insurance license. We found an amazing person in insurance and she learned the insurance side of it and went, these people are safer than construction. She, she did about 15 years hard construction type insurance. So that's what we brought over because most of the clients that I had, MSO, we started with Harvest. They started as a you know, pretty big construction company was one of their first owners. So they had a great rollout. They had project managers, they had all of their stuff lined up. So people could ask me, like, if you're going to build out in Florida, who do you talk to? Well, I haven't talked to artists, they, they crushed it out there, but on the insurance side, I was able to do that for the insurance carriers and just give them a little bit more information than they could get from a client because they might not want to share it because they're a little afraid, but for us, if you used our ATMs, it wasn't the dispensary's cash. So now, if we're talking to a carrier, we're asking them, "Hey, please acknowledge that the eighty thousand dollars that is in that that you don't have to insure that anymore because it's not there." So, our ATM company—I'm trying to figure out what the phrase is—where um, you you someone isn't going to get in trouble because it's your cash. I don't know yeah. What the hell is the word? But um, we were we were taking that off the table for the for the dispensaries, so they were hopefully getting rebates on their insurance because it wasn't their cash to insure that was gotcha. a long way around the mountain to get there sorry about that
1: no that's all right and i should have be been able to come up with that word right away but i'm already thinking about the next thing i'm going to say so that's just that's just how it works as a talk show host sometimes um you, you made another reference to Boston. indemnify a, there it is who? indemnify it there you come. go i knew that
0: so, <laughs> so yeah we indemnify in our contract so it's not their cash, they're not responsible for it if the atms get you know beat up or anything we we hold all of that risk on our side of the fence and that that helped a lot of our clients along the
1: way. So so you made another reference to a Boston based show. Do you have any ties to the Boston area? Yeah, I I just love Boston honestly. I was a shot putter and they
0: did the, the uh, a Reebok meet back in the day and an Adidas indoor meet so we would go back every year at the Reggie Lewis to-
1: Center. Yes, yeah. I covered that. I covered that. You know, Vince, there's probably a time when I actually saw you throw that discus or shot put or hammer.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, yeah. It was a great place to throw. Uh, We stayed at, I think the hotel was called Cuffs. It was an old uh, police station that they converted.
1: Oh, no, 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 no. It's called Clink. That's it
0: yes that's been 15 years thanks for all right
1: it's the charles it's the charles street Hotel. i know exactly it was that's a great it is a great place to stay uh in the boston area because it was the charles street jail back in the day when when cannabis was really illegal in massachusetts okay and we still had to figure out a way to find it and use it let's just say not that i, I you know did that all the time but it was what it was it was in the 70s after all hey um Vince, is there anything else that you'd like to share about what your business does that kind of differentiates it from others in this space?
0: I think for us, our goal and my goal as the leader of our company is to allow our clients to put their heads on their pillows much easier than they have to now. Some of the big things that a third party ATM relationship does for the dispensary is your cash isn't going in. So, you're not taking a state legal dollar and putting it into a federally illegal system that bounces the interstate. So, because it's our cash, it stays in our bank. All of our cash is just cycling back and forth. You don't have to worry about a general manager who gets handsy and instead of filling $40,000 into the boot, they do 30 Mm. because they're the only one with the key. So short fills are a big issue in our industry. And that's where our third party agreement helps because if a regulator comes in a day and the manager's not there and they open it up and they go, well, there's either $10,000 short or sometimes the even worse one is when you're $10,000
1: heavy." Yeah. You know what? Human behavior (laughs) is, is a challenge sometimes because everybody sees that cash and wants to grab it. And it's actually one of the biggest issues I have, with this industry is that there does seem to be more of a cash grab than a collaborative nature in some cases. Uh, For the most part, I'm finding people who do want to collaborate with what we're doing and how we're doing it. And that makes me feel much better about my fellow man. But we all know the temptation is always there when cash is involved, right?
0: And that's the thing. If you say you own 15 dispensaries, you got 15, maybe 15 different people that have a key to your ATMs. So you're taking a one in 15 shot every day that they don't put 10 grand in their pocket or someone's asking them to add cash to the ATM that you don't know where that maybe it's not your cash going in or the bank's cash that you're getting. It just opens up a lot more questions for a regulator when they come in and say, cool, show me the books on this. Well, we don't touch it, talk to our bank, we got a third-party agreement. Here's our agreement. Call Vince. Right. And I field that call and I, you know, I can give them all the records of all the cash coming and going for however long they need. And it separates that whole issue of trust. And now with the relationships that we have with the banks, I can actually do a fee share. For about the first four years, we didn't do any fee shares because we kept all the money separate. Gotcha. But now, because we have a bank, so let's say the, their bank allows the dispensary to take a fee share. Now, They don't have to touch it. They don't have to buy the ATMs. They don't have to worry about the theft potential on it or the mismarkings for a regulator. Now they can actually just get a fee share from me and it's just fun money. And they can accept it because their bank will allow them.
1: Absolutely. Now, you know, one of the newest things that is in this space, and if you aren't comfortable talking about Bitcoin or cryptocurrency, tell me, because I got to tell you, I have no clue. Okay, I have enough problem with green cash and understanding debit (laughs) and credit. Okay, but you know, crypto and Bitcoin to me, it's all gobbledygook. It's all in the space, and I don't, I don't get it personally. I, I,
0: you know, in in the years that I've been doing this, which is about six now, which feels odd, um, different cryptocurrencies over those years have come to me and said, "Vince, we want to buy your placements," kind of like the McDonald's model. Like I own the footprint and the ATM, and they're saying. could you put our ATM in there? Now it's a normal ATM, but it also does crypto. That puts me in a very interesting situation because for me, the people that I serve the most are the banks in this this arena. And if they knew that it was cryptocurrency, they wouldn't allow it. So for me to do an ATM that also does crypto isn't an option because of the people that allow me to do the business with their clients, which are the banks. Gotcha. Um, on the crypto side, I love cryptocurrency. I love the idea that you can't print more of it. I mean, it's, it's a real good hedge against governments printing money across the globe. So I don't know. Are you how, do, how much do you follow it? What's that? On your side of the table, Do you, are you pro-crypto or
1: anti-crypto? I, I'm not going to be pro or con until I understand how it works. I'll be perfectly honest with you. <laughs> and no one's been able to explain that to me, which is not a good sign. I just want to say. I think so, if
0: I had to break it down to my understanding, instead of, so gold has an actual value because it, right. it exists. Right. Fiat money is just paper and our belief in that system. Correct. But so with the crypto there's actually a log that goes with how much is actually mined and, and there's a set amount of it. And it's, mm, no, I'm not doing it. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> right
1: it's over my head. Goal, you know, I think I shut off math after my freshman year when I just couldn't handle calculus, you know, I'm sorry, but that that's the truth. Hey, uh, Vince Mosca, you, you're terrific to talk to. I'd I love the fact that you, you, you must've done some due diligence on me to find out that I'm based in Boston. Okay. Right. I mean,
0: that's, I try, I've got a buddy who worked for Fox sports AZ and he goes, Hey, the people that are interviewing do their homework, do a little bit of homework on your own too. And it just makes for more fun.
1: Is Kevin McCabe still down there as a sports guy?
0: I know McCabe. Yeah. So he works with my, one of my closest friends from back in middle school, Josh Kelman, and they were at Fox AZ for I've been mean, 15 years together. Yeah.
1: Right. Well, look, so when he I Great. Him, I he is he is great. And I think he'll remember me because it was the mid 90s. No. It was the mid 80s. The mid 80s when the Cleveland Indians had their AAA team in Tucson where Kevin started his career. And that's when I met him was the 80s. And Let's just say I do think he'll remember me for whatever reason that is. How's that? Is that fair enough? Right. And if you, do, if you do run into him, you tell him you were interviewed by this guy in Boston named Jimmy Young, and he'll be like, I remember that name. I think <laughs> you anyway, I, re- I picked up his name, right? I remembered that. So anyway, uh, thank you, uh, Vince, so much uh, for joining us and, 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 and enlightening us about ATM pros. How do people get in touch with the ATM master, Vince Mosca?
0: Real easy, atmpros.com or Vince at atmpros.com. Either way it gets you in and our website has my direct phone number on it.
1: There you go. And but it doesn't get any easier than that. Vince Bosca, thank you so much. Appreciate it. Remember everybody, another edition of In the Weeds with Jimmy Young is in the book. So remember, it's a whole new world of weed out there. Use it responsibly. Thanks for watching. Thanks for listening.